Dear brothers and sisters in the Lord, for today's devotion with Brother Frank from Zurich, we greet everyone worldwide in the precious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Another year of grace is already coming to an end. We are deeply grateful to the Lord for having carried us through this year so wonderfully and graciously. We are living in a very serious time. The Lord is at the door. The coming of Jesus is imminent. The time is now for a word bride to come forth that is in perfect harmony with the Scripture in every area. We are in great expectation and readiness of things to come. The latter rain will naturally fall before the harvest. It is with great gratitude that I may announce that regular meetings are again planned for the new year at the Volkshaus in Zurich. The first meeting will take place on the 29th of January at 2 p.m. in the Blue Hall at the Volkshaus in Zurich. The exact dates and details for the whole year 2023 can already be seen on the homepage of the Free People's Mission Zurich. May the Lord grant grace that the people of God will also come together with one accord in Switzerland to hear the word of the hour so that unity will come about among His people and we will also experience the final work of God after the final speaking of God. May the Almighty bless, strengthen and uplift our beloved brother Frank and the entire blood-bought multitude today. Brother Frank turned 89 years old yesterday on the 24th of December. I think it is the prayer of all of us that the faithful Lord will continue to bless our beloved brother in his 90th year beyond asking and understanding and continue to make him a blessing. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with us all in a special way today. Before we pray, I would like to read a word from Psalm 50. I read from Psalm 50, verse 5. Gather my saints together unto me, 
those that have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. And then another precious word from Romans 16. Romans 16, I read verses 24 to 27. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Now to him that is of power to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery which was kept secret since the world began but now is made manifest and by the scriptures of the prophets according to the commandment of the everlasting God made known to all nations to bring about the obedience of faith. To God only wise be glory through Jesus Christ forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, God Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, with all our hearts we thank you that we may still live in the last days of salvation and grace. However, we can see from the signs of the times that the midnight hour has approached. At the end of this year, we therefore want to lift up our heads according to your word. For we know that our bodily redemption is drawing near. Lord, we have only one goal. We want to be part of the rapture We want to be among the overcomers, among the wise virgins who have enough oil in their lamps and are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Beloved Lord, we place all things in your blessing Father's hands and trust you to make all things well. Not our will, but thy will be done. We want to be still and trust you that we receive power from on high. Lord, revive your work today. Bless and strengthen also your faithful and wise servant and flow through him sensible with your resurrection power. We thank you that today you bless your word and the entire blood-bought multitude in a special way so that the redemption and healing power may be manifested in our midst. O God, 
Remember the covenant you have made with us, the blood you have shed for us with all your promises you have given us and grant us eternal life. To you, the only true God, is due all honor, praise, glory, thanksgiving and worship in Jesus' holy name. Amen. I too would like to send my heartfelt greetings to all brothers and sisters in all nations and tongues and wish you all God's blessing. We have heard a powerful word of introduction from Brother Baumgartner. We are grateful for the word of God that we have, that we may believe, that we may proclaim. We are also very grateful for the broadcasts. Today and yesterday are special days for me. Yesterday I finished my 89th year. We are grateful to the Lord God who has guided and led through all these years. Then we think especially of the 24th of December 1965 when Brother Brenham was called home. What can we say about it? We cannot explain anything. Everything passes God by. Even the life of a great man of God has a beginning, has an end. He was, after all, a man truly pardoned by God, a divine calling, a divine commission, which he carried out for many years. But then the day came when he had to leave Tucson, Arizona, for Jeffersonville, Indiana, It was on his heart to preach a special sermon on the subject of the trail of the serpent, the serpent with its cunning at the beginning in the Garden of Eden and thus the seduction and the fall and then the serpent at the end of the time of grace 
with its seduction at its end. But those 2,800 kilometers he was going to drive from Tucson to Jeffersonville ended on the 18th of December when four teenagers who were drunk crossed the median from the other side of the highway and drove head-on into Brother Brenham's car. Two of them were killed instantly. But Brother Brenham was very badly injured and was in a coma and did not come back. But then went home on the 24th of December on my birthday, even at the time of my birth. And God really gave grace without my knowing about the accident and what had happened. I actually saw Brother Brenham on a cloud, on a white cloud, which was in the form of a dove, on the 24th of December 1965, between 10.30 and 11 in the evening, at the exact time he was called home. And seen from me, he was on the right-hand side, on the wing, bent over, leaning forward, fully dressed in the suit, and he was taken up. And I said, in that vision, Brother Brenham, but you are not the Son of Man. Why do I see you on this cloud? But God saw to it that it was with me like it was with Elisha, who could see Elijah being taken home. The Lord really does take care of everything. And as you know, my ministry has been directly connected to the ministry of Brother Brenham and remained connected. He told me already on the 11th of June, 1958, in Dallas, Texas, Brother Frank, you will return to Germany with this message. He told me on December the 3rd, 
Brother Frank wait to give out the food until you get the rest and then the time will have come. The Lord God really provided for everything that immediately after Brother Brenham went home who had indeed been commissioned on the 11th of June 1933 in the afternoon at about 2 p.m. that he should bring the message that would forerun the second coming of Christ. And this he did right up to the opening of the seals in March 1963. Yes, all the hidden mysteries were revealed by grace through his ministry. He was the promised prophet a man sent from God with the divine message of the Word in our time. Just as John the Baptist was entrusted and sent with the divine message in his time. And whoever looks up Luke 1 and reads Verse 15, 16, 17, 18. He came in the spirit and power of Elijah and in the ministry of John the Baptist. The first part of the promise from the prophet Malachi was fulfilled. He will turn the heart of the fathers to the children. And so it is written in Luke 1 as confirmation. He will turn the heart of the fathers to the children. And through the ministry of Brother Brenham, the hearts of the children of God have been turned back to the apostolic fathers and brought back into what the apostles taught and did. The ministry of Brother Brenham was truly greater than the ministry of Peter and Paul, both, after all, had a powerful commission. Peter, right on the founding day of the New Testament Church, Peter, as an eye and ear witness, who had witnessed the ministry of our Lord, throughout the years and then belonged to those 
who were all together a number of 120, who experienced the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And it came true what God had said in the prophet Joel. It was a tremendous experience, the founding of the New Testament Church and also the first sermon and what was proclaimed and practiced in it must be proclaimed and practiced in the last sermon. A total restoration, a complete bringing back to what was in the beginning. And then, when we look at the ministry of Paul, who after all had a special commission to take the message of salvation to the nations, not like Peter, James and John to the Jews, Paul was ordained to bring the word the message of salvation to the Gentile nations. And Brother Brenham was also ordained to bring the message of salvation, the original gospel of Jesus Christ to all peoples. He did this by recording the sermons he preached. But then the moment came when the ministry had to be continued and I look back to the 55 years that God opened the doors And today we have the opportunity here in Switzerland from Zurich to once again lay the words of God to the heart of all brothers and sisters in all peoples and tongues. And we will start with the last verses that Brother Baumgartner read and briefly go into them and then go to all the other scriptures. Today, it is really on my heart to speak with all seriousness before the face of God about faith and unbelief, about obedience and disobedience, and that we all recognize what God requires of us and what is necessary 
to participate in the rapture. It is not enough to speak of message. It is not enough to say, I believe in the ministry of Brother Brenham. No, we need to have a personal relationship with God to have our personal experiences of salvation so that we too do not just talk about what others have experienced with God, but that we make all these experiences personally right up to the ceiling with the Holy Spirit unto the day of the glorious return of Jesus Christ, our Lord. May God open all our hearts, our understanding, so that we may realize the seriousness of the hour and truly receive the word of the Lord as the word of God addressed to us and believe it and then be brought into obedience of faith. Here you go, Brother Borg. We read from Romans 16, verse 25 to 27. Romans 16, verse 25 to 27. I read since the world began. Amen, we can say to that. By the power of God, we pass on the mystery and also the many mysteries of the revealed Word and God has the power to bring about all this in you and in me. That this mystery, which was purposed before the foundation of the world by God, the plan of salvation, the whole counsel of our God, this God revealed to Paul and God has given us the power to receive by faith and all that has been revealed has also been revealed to us. And therefore, we give thanks to the Lord who has revealed it to us. Here you go. We read verse 26. But now is made manifest and by the scriptures of the prophets 
according to the commandment of the everlasting God, made known to all nations, to work obedience of faith. Amen. To work obedience of faith among all Gentile nations, among all brothers and sisters, from all peoples and tongues. The mystery that was hidden in eternity, but now, and we may truly say, what also remained hidden in the 2,000 past years, God has revealed in our time. And when Paul writes, but now, now, and we may especially emphasize the word now, because it has been revealed to us in this time by grace. And we have indeed been taken into the Holy of Holies and have heard, believed, and got revealed to us the mysteries of God. But with that comes the obedience of faith. And brothers and sisters, we need to emphasize that in this sermon. There you go. Verse 27. To God only wise be glory through Jesus Christ forever. Amen. To this also we say Amen. To Him, the only wise God, be the glory for sending His promised prophet in our time and revealing to Him the whole plan of salvation and bringing us back to the beginning, placing us on revelation ground and making us acquainted with all that God had ordained for this final period before the return of Jesus Christ. Thanks be to Him, in Jesus' holy name. Here you go. We read from 1 Samuel 15, verse 23a. 1 Samuel 15, verse 23a. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. I chose this serious word on purpose. 
that unbelief is like witchcraft, like idolatry, the self-will, I will, I will. You want nothing at all. You say from your heart, Thy will be done. True children of God, pray the Lord's Prayer, not only with their lips, but with their hearts. Hallowed be thy name. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Brothers and sisters, I ask honestly and sincerely, was it your prayer and mine until today? Have you been able to pray sincerely? Hallowed be thy name. Thy will be done in my life on earth as it is in heaven. From today onwards, it must simply become so. For this, we are grateful to God for bringing us back to His Word, to His will. But let us please think about the fact that self-will is like witchcraft. And what is witchcraft? It's satanic. By it we come under the influence of the evil one. We also need to read the scriptures in the Old Testament, including what all happened before and what was caused by it. Why it had to be said that self-will is like the sin of witchcraft. May God really take away all self-will, everything from us, and that we can honestly and sincerely say, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And that obedience may become our guideline in our life. For this too has been emphasized. Disobedience is like the sin of witchcraft. May the Lord God grant that all who hear the divine message now that they take God's word seriously and that all that God has promised us may come to fulfillment. Here you go. We read from Hebrews 3, verse 18 and 19. Hebrews 3, verse 18 and 19. 
I will read verse 18. And to whom swear he that they should not enter into his rest, but to them who had proved to be disobedient. This word also, beloved brothers and sisters, those who remained disobedient, it was impossible for them to enter the land of promise, because faith, after all, is anchored in the promises. Those who do not believe the promises of God cannot be taken over into the fulfillment of the promises. Oh, that we would take it to heart, what significance it is that Abraham believed God and saw the promise fulfilled. We read on. We read verse 19. So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. Here we have both disobedience, unbelief. It simply has a lot to say to us. And today's sermon must cause us to decide whether we want to believe and become obedient or whether we want to remain in unbelief and disobedience. May it really be so that we do not just say, yes, I do believe God, I do believe His promises. Do you believe what God has ordained for this age? Why did Brother Brenham get told at his commission in the year 1946, on May the 7th, if you get the people to believe you, nothing will be able to resist your prayer, not even cancer. Faith is simply the access to the fulfillment of the promises. And that is why the chorus has been sung in every meeting, Only believe, only believe. What did our Lord say? If you do not believe that I am He, ye will die in your sins. We will die in our sins, in unbelief. But faith is the victory that has overcome the world. And this faith we need, and this faith God has given us by grace. 
Dear brothers and sisters, let me say this now. Someone who has truly heard the promises of God and I have a faint smile on my face now and I will tell you why that someone to whom the Lord has spoken personally he has no trouble at all believing what the Lord has said. If you were to ask me what about your experience of April 2nd, 1962? Yes, beloved brethren, what shall I say about it? I was there. I heard what the Lord said when he was standing on the right side of the window. There is no other way. I can't help but believe. And that's how it is with everyone, with all my supernatural experiences. I don't need to make an effort. I was there. I heard what the Lord said. I saw where he was standing. And then, Should I have trouble believing? No. And the same is true of all who now really realize that it is not a brother Brenham, not a brother Frank, but that God the Lord is speaking directly to you. Would you ask me, did you have trouble believing? when the Lord said, cancel the trip to India. Why should I have trouble? If the Lord says it, then the Lord has said it. Shall I make him a liar? For thus it is written, He that believeth not the Lord God maketh him a liar. No, I thank the Lord for every time he clearly yes and it was really in clear language every time nothing needed to be explained everything was clear and so it is today when the word that God gave us through the ministry of Brother Brenham is revealed is revealed to you personally And part of that is that you can believe that God has directly commissioned Brother Brenham and also that he has directly commissioned Brother Frank to carry the word and to bring the message. Anyone who doesn't believe that makes God a liar who gave the commission and he can talk about message and messenger, about rapture, about everything. He is a blasphemer. He who does not believe God can really not be there. Let us read further. We read from Hebrews 4, verse 11. 
Hebrews 4, verse 11. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of disobedience. The warning example of disobedience. We just have to emphasize it. Disobedience or unbelief, as Brother Brennan puts it, was the first sin in the Garden of Eden. The enemy sowed doubt and Eve gave in. Should God have said, should the Lord really have called Brother Brenham, should the Lord really have called Brother Frank, he who doubts can stay at home, can close the Bible and need not worry anymore. He will be lost without a sound. But let us read on. We read from Romans 11, verse 20. Romans 11, verse 20. Well, because of unbelief, they were broken off and thou standest by faith. Be not high-minded, but fear. Here Paul refers to the Jews. Because of their unbelief, the natural branches have been broken off and we have been grafted in by faith. Today, it is really about faith and obedience. Think about it. The people of Israel had 4,000 years to believe when the Messiah came, the one who was promised. And what shall we say to that? When he came, and thus it is written, he came to his own, and his own received him not. What was the use of all the singing of psalms, all the prayers? What was the use of the Torah? What was the use? What was the use? All the prayers. When the Lord had to weep, O Jerusalem, if you had known in this your time what serves for your peace. Brothers and sisters, please, if God has revealed it to you, then thank Him with all your heart, for only the elect find grace with God are now called out of all traditions, out of all heresies, 
out of everything and brought back to the holy ground of the Word of God. Everything is restored and brought back to its original state. With God, there is no aberration and no confusion. And that is why John the Apostle also writes that no lie, no interpretation has its origin in the truth. Truth remains truth for all eternity. And we are grateful to the Lord for the word of truth. But please, take it to heart. Through their unbelief, they were broken off. And you and I, we have been grafted in by faith. Oh, faith is a gift from Almighty God. Here you go. We read from Romans 5. Verse 19, Romans 5, verse 19. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Amen. Through the disobedience of Adam, we were all drawn into the fall, into disobedience, into rebellion against God. But it did not stop there. Through the obedience of the One, our beloved Lord and Savior, through His obedience, we have been brought back into obedience to God and may experience in faith and obedience our preparation for the return of Christ by grace. Dear brothers, dear sisters, think about all these scriptures. Read them again. Hear them again. There you go. We read from Philippians 2, verse 7 and verse 8. Philippians 2, verse 7 and 8. I will read verse 7. But made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. Thanks be to the Lord that He, the Lord, the King of Kings, that He became man, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us.
He became like us in order to prove obedience here in this earthly body so that we too, as long as we are in our earthly bodies, can be obedient children of God by grace. On the one hand, still human. On the other hand, children of God by grace. And we are waiting for the transformation of our earthly bodies for the resurrection body. And we all know that our Lord and Savior has gone before us. And as surely as He has gone up to heaven, we will be taken up to heaven. Here you go. I read verse 8. He humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death on the cross. These two verses go together. He humbled himself. He became obedient, obedient unto the death on the cross. Brothers and sisters, that is why Paul could write, I am crucified with Christ. Now I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Only he who has been crucified with Christ, who has come to the end of his own life, and has been able to receive the life of God through the new birth and renewal can be pleasing to God. The old man cannot be obedient, only the new man. And that is why our Lord said, Ye must be born again. For that which is born of the flesh is flesh, but that which is born of the Spirit, begotten of the Spirit, is Spirit. May God make it in us that we are born again children of God by grace that we believe and practice obediently and are thankful to the Lord for it. There you go. We read from Hebrews 5, verse 9. Hebrews 5, verse 9. And being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey Him. Amen. To all who are obedient to Him, the author of eternal salvation, who are obedient to Him. We have emphasized obedience so much 
from all these scriptures that no one can pass by it. My prayer is that the Lord God will give us all humble hearts, new hearts, new life, grace, to believe, as the scripture says, to have part in what God is doing presently. Those who are obedient to Him, He has become the author of eternal salvation. This is the day of salvation. This is the acceptable time. This is the last call. This is the final message. He who has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit, what the Spirit of God has to say to the churches, to the true bride church. Here you go. We read from 1 Peter 1, verse 14 and 15. 1 Peter 1, verse 14 and 15. As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lusts in your ignorance, but as he which has called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters, if this were not possible, it would not be written in the Word of God. We can be sanctified. For our Lord said, For them I sanctify myself, that they also may be sanctified in truth. And as by the Son of God, the will of God was done by the power of the finished redemption, the blood of the new covenant was shed, and we glorify the blood of the Lamb of God. We praise the Word of God. We praise the Spirit of God. It has been given to us by grace. And now, God gives to everyone who truly believes from the heart the grace to live out the Word, no longer to live in the way of this worldly age, in the lusts, but according to the example and our Lord is our example to follow and serve the Lord in obedience and faith in a sanctified life. May God grant this to all by grace. One more scripture, please. We read from Romans 8, 
For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Amen. Whom he has foreknown, them he has also chosen, them he has justified, and them he has also glorified. And we are thankful to the Lord God, and we humbly say that we have found grace in the sight of God, and that he has helped us to truly do his will in faith and obedience. Here you go. We read verse 30. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called, and whom he called, them he also justified, and whom he justified, them he also glorified. Amen to our Lord. Dear brothers and sisters, please accept every word of God as addressed to you personally. Today the Lord is not speaking to just anyone. Today he is speaking personally to you and to me. Today he has shown us what unbelief and disobedience have done. Today the Lord has shown us what faith and obedience can do in our lives. Today, the Lord has let us know He who called us, He justified us, He sanctified us, He gave us the glory of heaven, He chose us as His own before the foundation of the world. And he became the firstborn among many brethren. And we have become his brothers and his sisters. You all know these scriptures. When our Lord was told, Your mother and your brothers are here. They are looking for you. And he turns to the people and says, Who are my mother and who are my brothers? All who do the will of my heavenly Father, these are my brothers. 
Oh, if we were to sum up the word brothers from Psalms 22, Psalms 89, from the Old and New Testament, go, tell my brethren that I go before them into Galilee. He, the firstborn, let us say it now, in conclusion, as surely as the promise of the Savior found fulfillment and the Holy Spirit overshadowed Mary and our Savior, the firstborn among many brethren, came into existence here on earth, so surely the Holy Spirit comes upon us as brothers and sisters to create the new divine life in us, to make us true brothers of our beloved Savior, He the firstborn, and we the church of the firstborn. Oh, may this devotion which we hold from Zurich and address to the whole world, to all the redeemed, bring about by grace that which we have heard from the mouth of our Lord, namely from the word of Isaiah 55. Have we written it down? No. Oh, we are thankful to the Lord God with all our hearts. The word that proceeds out of my mouth shall not return unto me void, except it has accomplished that for which I send it, and has accomplished that which I purposed. And I am of the holy conviction before the holy God, according to the Holy Word, that also the end-time message will not return void, but will accomplish in all the elect what it was sent for and bring about in the Church what God has foretold. This is God's holy word, God's holy promise, and we rely on it because we are children of the promise, and the Lord God fulfills His promises through us. Praised and glorified be the Lord our God. In Jesus Holy Name. Hallelujah. Amen. Be blessed. Amen. Amen.